Many a day, my wife, Sarah, will simply shake her head at disbelief at some foolish thing I have got into my mind. Uh, like having some idea about something and it just gets embedded in there and it spins and it spins. It's hard when you latch onto something. I think that's why they call the mind like a steel trap. Uh, it grabs hold of something and nothing is going to change that mindset you have. Nothing is going to free you from that mindset. Sometimes that mindset of even who you are. Nothing is going to change what we think or how we do something or how we live our life. We get so quickly content with who we are and what we think. You'd think that Abraham, in our uh, lesson from Genesis today, at 99 years old, would be somewhat set in his ways, uh, would be content, but God comes to him with these new ideas of moving himself and his family to this new location, this idea of giving him and his wife a new name, uh, promising this childless couple a new baby. And can you believe that Abraham agrees with all of this? Uh, I mean, this is hard for us to take. Uh, uh, us maybe too easily contented people, content with our mindsets, content with how we've defined our life, the way we have found ourselves building and boxing that life up in a nice package, maybe content with our vocation, content perhaps with the way we have defined our faith. God could appear right in front of us and say, I am God Almighty walk before me like God did to Abraham, and we'd say, no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, sorry, maybe later. Uh, the reality is we're sort of like Linus in the Charles Schultz Peanuts cartoon, who tells Charlie Brown that he thinks about the future all the time. And then when Charlie asks him, what do you think you'd like to be when you grow up? Linus answers, I would like to be outrageously happy. Uh, and isn't this what we all hope for? Isn't this what we all yearn for in our lives? And yet, we don't really know how to get there, uh, how to find fulfillment. We often search in all the wrong places on the, on the surface of life, but not with the depth that brings us the fulfillment that we yearn for. We box ourselves in. And even if we rise up at times, that box is so close and looks so comfortable. To really open ourselves up takes real risks, the type of risk that Abraham takes when he trusts God enough to deal with the doubt and the fear that must have felt overwhelming at times, I'm sure, in his life, as it feels for us at times, oftentimes, in our lives. The question constantly before us is whether this sense of sort of the status quo we built for ourselves, whether this sense of contentment with our life, even if that life is not 
altogether what we would wish for. That sense of contentment is so overpowering in our lives that it can suffocate the great expectations that God and we have for our lives. Even in these times when we've been restricted and restrained appropriately by this coronavirus, maybe especially as we think, hopefully, about vaccinations and about new beginnings, it is time to think about where will God lead us? Not just into a pandemic-free world, but where will God lead you? Will we slip back easily into that status quo, whatever it was for our lives, whatever it is for our lives? This is one of the things that I think is part of a book that I love that I read long ago, and maybe you did too, Tuesdays with Maury by Mitch Album. It's the search of what it means to be fully human. And actually, uh, the book is a conversation with a man approaching death, but it is life that becomes clear to him and to the reader. He talks about what, it, what um, has meaning in life. He, he talks about the perfection that exists in the average day, about forgiving others and about forgiving ourselves, about the confusion in our country that certainly is still the case today as when the book was written over what we want versus what we need. It is a book in my mind that joins Jesus in saying as Jesus did to Peter in that eighth chapter of Mark we heard from, you are setting your mind not on divine things but on human things. We are locked in. We are too often boxed in. Our mind is set on the allures of the world. And before it's too late, Maury Schwartz in this book and Jesus wants us to wake up and to see what real life can be all about. How do you prioritize your time? How do you spend your resources? Where do you invest yourselves? These are the questions that cannot connect us to God and us and God to the world that we live in. It's from this foundation, like we shared in the children's message, that we can rise up. And it's only from this foundation. Or otherwise we float away hither and thither, trying to search for something that will give us meaning. When God and the word of love and hope and peace and grace of God, when we're fully connected to it, allows us to raise up to see life in new and different ways. And it's important to think about these things at this time before our world opens up again, you might say. It's important even during these times. But especially as we think about, maybe it's opportune time to think about recreation for ourselves, about reopening for ourselves. What's your reopening plan? Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote once, the trouble with man, he would say now, the trouble with people is that they want to have either God without the world or the world without God. 
Do you live your life with this sort of separation? On these days and in these moments, maybe in this time of Lent, I will focus on God, I'll focus on my spiritual needs, my spiritual practices, my disciplines. And in these other times, in these other days, in these other seasons, I will focus on my wants, on my worldly hopes. And basically Jesus is saying life can't work that way. And Jesus knew it, and that's why he comes down so hard on Peter and the disciples in this gospel passage we read from in the end of the 8th chapter of Mark, which is kind of hard to read. But he knew better than anyone the reality of God being in the world, not separate from the world, God being in the world. And so knew that we can't turn from the tough task of being God's people, God's children in the world, not separated from it. And therefore, Jesus spoke bluntly and he spoke plainly to those disciples about the choices that he, and in a sense, they would have to make. The question is, are you ready to have Jesus speak plainly and bluntly to you? You will probably already know what he would say. You've got to choose, he might say. You've got to choose where are you going to be at? What are you going to be about as one of my followers? Are you ready to hear what I'm going to say? Go where you need to go. Grow where you need to grow. Rise up in those places you need to rise up. Maybe even change your present mindset, your present heart set. Whatever, wherever you're set, your present identity set. Let yourself be free to be that person that God created you to be. What does it mean to live in this world today? We have the opportunity every day to decide to be self-centered or to be other-centered and God-centered. I remember hearing a wonderful story long ago about a Special Olympics that was held in Seattle, I think. You could, I'm sure, Google it or YouTube this uh, a number of years back. It, it seems that the contestants were all lined up for a 100-yard dash. They were assembled there at the starting line, nine of them, each one in their own way, uh, developmentally challenged, each poised for that gun to go off so that they could race to the victory that they had dreamed about. Well, then the, the gun went off and everyone in the stadium started to, to cheer and the contestants all started out, and maybe you've even seen this video. They all started running, all except one boy who stumbled on the asphalt, who tumbled over a couple times and then sat on the track and began to cry. The other eight, over the noise of the crowd, somehow hear this boy crying. And almost as once, you can see that they begin to slow down. And they all pause. And then as the crowd stops cheering, wondering what is going on, because they were focused on who was going to win, 
those contestants, all, all of them, turned around and went back, changed their direction. And together they lifted up this boy and all nine linked arms, and they all walked together to the finish line with the crowd standing up and cheering for what it seemed like for 10 minutes. And I share this story because in the race of life that so many of us are on, before the starting gun goes off again, and we are all free from this pandemic, we need to pause and see the reality around us, to hear the cries of those in need, of those who need our help. We need to think about together with God what is important in our lives, about what is important in your life, and set your mind on where God would have you go, what God would have you do, even if it means an abrupt change of direction. Now is the time, this Lent is the time, to think about those things, to reflect upon those things. Because God has plans for you, just like God did for Abram and Sarah. Those plans for you might be unexpected, might be surprising. They might require big changes in your life. But I really believe that God is calling each of you today, that God is calling this church to lead our lives in anticipation with great expectation of what God will do through you. Today is the day, this year is the year, this season of Lent is the time for you to begin to figure out how to live your life, like Linus said, outrageously, joyously, whatever that means for you to live the outrageously joyous life that is a life focused on God, is a life connected on God's calling for you. There are people in your life today that need to see that spirit alive within you, that need to see that presence of a living God rising up through you. And when they do, they will be inspired by it. They will be changed by it, and you will be changed as well. So as we move through these, these weeks of Lent, I invite you, I challenge you to spend this time reflecting on your mindset, your heart set. What is restraining you? What is restricting you? What do you need to do to let yourself be connected to God so that you have the strength to move beyond however you think your life has been defined, to new life, to new possibilities, 
to go where God calls you to go. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we put ourselves in your hands. And on these days, we know, just like Abraham, we might find ourselves with only our faith able to move us. Whatever might make sense for us in how we've defined us might need to be left behind. And God, it's only through you and through that firm foundation with you that we can rise up. So give us that strength. Give us that ability to take the time we need to develop our reopening plan. We pray these prayers, dear God, in Jesus' name, with the strength you give, with the living presence with us and through us. It's in his name we pray. Amen. And now let's join together on what would be page 2137 in the Faith We Sing hymnal, uh, but on your live stream or email to you, would I have answered when you called. Let's sing together. 